podcast. Greetings and welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast. I am your host, Pete Lorimer, former hit record producer, now host of the show Stay Here on Netflix and owner of LA's most creative boutique real estate firm, PLG Estates. On the podcast, you will always find business and real estate strategies, marketing techniques, and tips for the entrepreneur. So make sure you devour the subscribe button, would you? And most importantly, please feel free to share this content with someone else that you think might get value from it. podcast is another rule I live by. When one is forging a career, we can either be fueled by scarcity and fear, or we can allow abundance and faith to take over. I have subscribed to both over my several careers, but for the past couple of decades, I'm happy to say that faith has won out and my business has blossomed as a result. Stepping on faces to get ahead is something I have never subscribed to. In fact, I have pretty much always believed that it is our duty to pass our knowledge on. So without further ado, let me pass on another episode of the Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast. This is something that is absolutely at my core belief system. And it's something that I've experienced firsthand. You don't need to step on heads to succeed. Now, I'm going to give you some examples of me coming through the various ranks of various careers, and I've seen it all. There's naturally a a heavy emphasis on real estate here, but this is just really entrepreneurialism in general, and this is people who are self-motivated and self-fueled by the desire to succeed. I'm going to kind of give you everything in synopsis, and then I'm going to go back and break it down. What I have discovered is, and I learned this thankfully very early on when I was in my early 20s in London, and I'm going to go back to that in a second, the more you give it away, the more, meaning success or ideas or knowledge or or secrets or whatever, the more you give it away, I have found the more it enriches my career and the more it helps grow my career. So, Real estate, especially in central Los Angeles, Beverly Hills, Hollywood Hills, West Side, but certainly Beverly Hills, Hollywood Hills, is incredibly cutthroat. There are some great agents out there. I'm going to talk about one of them uh, later in the in the uh, in the show here. But for the most part, it's incredibly cutthroat, where people will stab you in the back and. I mean, the commissions are gigantic, so I get it. It's not the way I operate or have ever operated. But I had lunch with one of the biggest CEOs of one of the biggest real estate companies in the United States who actually flew into town and specifically asked to meet me and have lunch. And he, even he said that he was just amazed at how cutthroat it is in Beverly Hills. But anyway, we will get there in a second. I want to go take everybody back in a time machine right now. And I want to take everybody back to when I was a young guy in London and I was in the music business and I was what we call a T-boy in Britain, when in fact in the United States you call that a runner, right? I was just the lowest of the low on the totem pole, working in a, in a, in a London recording studio. And this was at the t- this is how long ago it was. 
samplers, which are the devices that all the hip hop guys use, well, everybody uses now, had just come out and they were driven by floppy disks. What sampling is, you take a, a bit off a record, like a breakbeat or a, a sound or a this or a that, and then you'd sample it into a computer and then play it on a keyboard. So I was around when that happened, and the guys that worked with the computers and the samplers were called programmers. I really wanted to get into programming really bad, but I was just a T-boy. I was the guy that took the trash out on a night. I was the guy that went and got sandwiches. I was the first there and the last out. I was just like, you know, I was like a slave. There were two breeds of guys that came into that studio, and they all came in with these aluminum cases full of floppy disks that had all of the sounds that they'd sampled. Someone like me was just freaking drooling at all of the sounds that they had. And they were all in their cases. And they could see that I was just like, oh, my God, you've just got the greatest sounds. There were two types of programmers. There was the programmer type number one that when the session ended for the day and then you'd normally come back the next day, they would take their floppy disks, put them in a case, lock their case and say, don't touch my shit. Right. And then there was the programmers slash producers that would say, I see that you're looking at all my stuff. Copy whatever you want. Just make sure that the discs go back in the same order. That really registered with me. And I was lucky enough to work with in the early 90s, some of the producers that went on to become the biggest record producers uh, of that decade. Uh, I don't want to drop any names, but they did massive, massive, massive bands. And there was a correlation. All the guys that had the hits were the guys that let me copy their floppy disks. All the guys that never let me touch their shit faded away. That really resonated with me. And when I was enabled to, to get those original sounds, that's what launched my career. And kind of the rest is history. So now I want to skip forward to real estate, right? For me, culture and company culture is the most important thing. Surrounding myself with people and not just me surrounding myself, all of us surrounding each other. And it doesn't necessarily have to be at PLG. There's a whole network of really great agents that I work with across the country. But surrounding ourselves, I guess, with like-minded people who you know you can trust, who you know you can share with, who you know is never going to use any information against you is a really, really powerful thing. I have worked at companies where there are certain clicks and there is there's certain this and, and people just don't openly share knowledge, information, techniques. And there isn't, there is, there's a mentality of what's mine is mine. And you got to figure it out on your own, which I have to say is kind of like, the majority of places, certainly in the corporate world that I've experienced, not so much in the creative world, artists tend to like like to help artists. But in the corporate world, it's very much like what I eat, I kill. What's mine is mine. Go F yourself. you got to figure it out. I never liked that culture. And so when we set up PLG, we formed a culture that was everybody helps everybody else. And what that has done is it has not just enriched a newer agent's career. It's enriched our company. It's enriched me. I'm always, always, always seeking knowledge and I have never stepped on heads. I'm going to give you an example of a guy when I was coming up through the ranks. His name is Joe Convery. Joe Convery 
I might get upset because he uh, he actually passed away, but he was a really good mate of mine, a Philly guy selling these luxury properties in the Hollywood Hills. I was new. I was a greenhorn. Everybody was kind of stepping on my head to get me out of the way. Joe took me under his wing and he showed me the inside. He showed me the ropes. And thanks to him, I got a really firm and fast grip on a very complicated part of my career, which helped to propel me. And I would never have done it without Joe. So Joe, God bless you, mate. He died of a brain aneurysm about uh, 14 months ago. Young guy, loved him. So he's, he's an example to me. And he also kind of guides me whenever I need to make decisions. I'm like, what would Joe do? Joe would do this. Joe would do that. I'm going to give you another music example. I had some friends of mine when dance music was exploding in the early 90s, right? There's a minute there. Trust me, there was a minute in the United States when dance music was exploding. It may have been a short minute, but there was a minute. And I had a couple of pals that kind of rose out the ranks and came from nowhere and were having massive hits. They subsequently went through and burned a load of bridges and they burnt a bunch of the dance music community. And I remember speaking to the dude who will remain nameless. And he said, yeah, Pete, you know, you've got to step on heads if you've got to succeed. And that really registered with me as well, because my belief structure is this. You absolutely do not need to step on heads to succeed. It is counterintuitive, but I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, if you give away what you have learned without expectation, I don't know what it is, Cindy calls it karma, mother universe, whatever it is, when you give it away, when you extend your hand to someone without expectation and you just give them the keys to the kingdom, the universe just seems to reward it. Now, it's fine and dandy that the universe rewards it, and I don't want to get into all that ethereal shit, you know? But my philosophy is this, regardless of whether or not it's rewarded, it's just a better way to live. I don't want to be looking over my shoulder. I would rather give it away. I'd rather give away the knowledge, give away the secrets, give away the tips, which is what I do on a freaking daily basis anyway. And when my head hits the pillow, I can say I've had a good day. I'm not driven by by money. And yes, of course, I want to be successful and I want to make money. But money is not the object. Satisfaction is the object for me. Always has been. Trying to achieve something that I, have, I haven't achieved. You know, money, eh, whatever. Money comes and goes. People come and go. But ambition is something that's delicious and can be sculpted. It can be sculpted in the right way and it can be sculpted by poison. So what I want to leave you with, people, is this. Knowledge is never owned. It is only borrowed. And it is our duty to pass it on to those who don't have it without expectation. If I know something that is going to help an agent or help someone in their business, whether they're a butcher, a baker, a candlestick maker, a fashion designer, a freaking blogger, an astronaut, deep sea diver, I don't give a shit. If I know something that can make their world better or their job better, or even if I could suggest something that I'm not even sure will work, I'm going to do it. 
And I'm going to do it not because I expect something back from the universal karma. I'm going to do it because it enriches who I am. It enriches who I professionally am. And it makes me put my head on the pillow thinking, shit, that was really good, man. I had a really, really, really good day today. At the end of the day, and you've heard me say this a lot, and I'll end with this because I can feel that I'm going on one today. We live, a lot of us who are watching this live in the United States. We live in freaking the United States. We're not waking up in Aleppo. We are not waking up in some country where the media is screened. We're not waking up where all politics are controlled. We're not waking up. Hopefully there's nobody waking up and watching this, wondering where the next meal is coming from. So if you live in a Western country, and especially if you live in the United States, and especially if you live in Los Angeles, every time your eyes open in the morning, guess what, guys? You have fucking won. You have already hit the jackpot. The rest of it is gravy. That's about it for now, everyone. I hope you got something from that. We do not need to step on heads to be successful. Quite the contrary, we need to share. Anyway, so if you would like to share your comments and your thoughts, and if you would like to share this content with someone else who may get value from it, I would greatly appreciate it, along with hitting that big, fat, juicy subscribe button. And so until next week, this is Pete Lorimer signing out from yet another fan dabadozy episode of The Real Estate Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for listening. See you later.